0: Bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State—it's the Hive Sports Podcast. Jazz, college football, bees—we got them all. So listen up, because we 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 got the buzz. Turn down for what?
1: Welcome in, Youth Nation. We are back. It is. Definitely the best day of the week. It's yet another Swoop Saturday podcast presented by The Hive Sports. I'm your host, Zach Rieger, back at it. And we we have a fun episode for you guys here. Uh, It's kind of a surprise. It's one of the most anticipated episodes I think you guys have been waiting for that you didn't quite know you were going to get. I kind of touched on it, so you might have known, but you didn't know when. So I'm very happy to announce that on today, but you are listening to this. It will be the 17th of April. We are going to have our big Craig Smith talk episode, whatever you want to call it, with none other than our fearless leader, Daniel Olson. Dan, how's it going today? Good. I'm, I'm
0: feeling fearless, not 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 too brave today, cause I. <laughs> but I'm I, I'm glad that I, I will I will say I I think I finished my my grieving about about Craig Smith leaving the Aggies, but I'm. I'm I'm excited to talk about the future of the youths and
1: and maybe a little bit of Aggies here. So, but mostly Utes.
0: because yeah. it's a Super Saturday,
1: so. so. it does look like on our uh, shared doc that there will be a little bit of Utah State talk. So I apologize for that. Please don't stop listening, because uh, <laughs> yes, it will be a lot of youth. Yeah, it, well, I mean, exciting. there are
0: a lot of Aggies. Um, that it, it just relates to the Utes because there might might be a couple of former yeah. Aggies. Yeah. Ma- making yeah. their way towards towards the. Salt Lake City there, so. Be there might be, yeah.
1: No no, uh, no disclaimers, no foreshadowing, just maybe, you know, don't want to promise anything, but uh, it, it's going to be a great episode. I'm very excited to kind of dive right in because I know, I feel like I know the basics about Coach Smith. I know kind of the overview. I've seen some of his interviews. You know, like what I see, but I, I don't know him as well as a Utah State fan would, so I'm very excited to dive in and ask some questions. But before we do that, you already know what you guys have to do. Follow us on social media. It's the easiest, simplest thing. And you get so much content. It's at the Hive Sports on literally everywhere. I talked about last week, who doesn't want to be an insider? Hive Sports Insiders Facebook group, just hit join. You you can't be it's no easier to be an insider than that. Then if you want to follow me at Zach eighteen. And Daniel is at USU the right blue. Dan, you ready to get into the show? Yeah. Well let's let's get started. Alright. So first question we'll just keep it kinda of simple. You know, Coach Craig Smith, what would you say his coaching style is? Is he more offensive, defensive, a little bit of both? What's his strategy when you really when it comes to coaching? Okay, so yeah, he's a big energy guy. That's
0: one thing I noticed um, right right from the start. I mean if we um, rewind when he had his his introductory conference with 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 the Aggies. Uh, it, it was a lot different um, than I mean uh, than what what you're seeing here because he was just a new up and coming coach from South Dakota. Really hadn't made a name for himself yet. I mean South Dakota, yeah, he made a name for himself in that really really small town. But I mean made a little bit of a jump up to the Mountain West and and defense defenses. And just hustle is his game, and 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 he he found a lot of um, recruits that he he got to like die for loose balls and 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 block shots. I mean, one one of our guys, Nemeas Kata, he was a defensive player of the year uh, finalist nationally. So I mean, and he I mean he has an NBA body and everything, but I mean Justin Bean, um, I, I will say, just, um. um that is one player that has already announced like he's a hundred percent committed to staying with the Aggies. So, so apologies on that. But um, ho- if Craig Smith can keep, keep finding hustle guys like Justin Bean, I think that will help, uh, especially in the defensive end. Um, because I mean, we've seen, I mean, the Aggies th- this last year, I mean, the, re- the reason we've been able to win a lot of games, even though we lost like a, offensive weapon like Sam Merrill is because even when we have off shooting nights, just our defense is so, so great. Um, my one wor- worry is, I mean, they can sh- also shoot the lights out in the Pac-12. There's some good offensive minded coaches. So if, if the youths are having a, a struggling offensively, can they play good enough defense to stop the opposing team? Cause we'll have to see if Craig Smith can recruit some shooters. Cause that's, one thing that, I mean, he didn't really recruit Sam Merrill. Sam Merrill kind of fell into his, his lap from the previous coach, so uh, I'll, I'll be interested to see how he does with the shooters. He he he. They definitely play team-oriented basketball, so it's not going to be like hero isobolic. Like they're, they're, he's going to get, and he brought a coaching staff with him. Not that he doesn't know what he's doing, but he's kind of like the energy guy, but he has a really good coaching staff that he brought from Utah State that knows what they're doing, so... So I, I think that, that they'll take care of that, and then it just comes down to whether the youth can make enough shots because, I mean, we saw this year the Pac-12. We'll talk about it later, uh, I'm sure, but, like, the Pac-12 has just been loaded with, like a, a couple of teams. I mean, they probably got snubbed. You know, maybe a couple other teams deserve to make the tournament because, I mean, we saw Oregon State um, was kind of a bid stealer, and, and they made a, a run there. So 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 anyways... I guess that's a long way of saying, yeah, he's more of a d- defensive coach, but I think um, there is a potential for to get some uh, some offense, and they're going to need some offense to compete um, in the Pac-12. Um, luckily for him, he the Pac-12 gets more bids to the tr- tournament. Like, the Mountain West hasn't gotten, like, four or five bids since probably the days of Jimmer and Kawhi, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. but... But um he he'll have more of a chance, but I mean he's still got to compete with UCLA, at Oregon. We'll have to see what the new Arizona coach looks like. But but yeah, so really good defense, but um still work to do. I think on on offense and and I think he can, he can get there if he if he's got the right tools to succeed there at, at Utah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I agree 100 percent on that from just what I've seen, and that's. That's my favorite kind of basketball. I love that. I love the energy, the hustle plays. And when you play defense that well and put that much effort into it, like that helps lead to some offense a lot because they are going to have to put up points. The amount of times where I watch college basketball and scores, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, and then pretty much every night I'm watching Pac-12 late at night, they're in the 90s, like easily. Like it doesn't even – it's 40s at halftime and – so yeah, they can put up some points in bunches. They went on a great run, pretty much the whole Pac-12 did that made the tournament. Uh, so yeah, I I love that energy. You can just see that uh, during his press conferences. So that was super exciting to see. Uh, I was gonna say, just we'll we'll kind of go a little bit more sentimental for this next question. What's your favorite memory of him at Utah State?
0: Okay. Um...
1: I know there's so many. <laughs>
0: oh, oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I got my notes are kind of jumbled here, but um, oh yeah. So one of the ones obviously is so so. I know some people think it's kind of funny. Like like, there's differing opinions. Some people think conference tournaments don't matter. It's just like a money grab and and stuff. But and only the tournament matters. And yeah, in the Pac-12, yeah, tournament is gonna matter. Like I mean. Larry Kostoliath, before, he made a sweep 16 and it didn't, and he, he wasn't, like, safe because, I mean, um, we saw he kind of, his teams went downhill from there. No, but lacked a little energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, So which is what hopefully Craig Smith has, right? And, I for mean, sure. So I've seen coaches at Utah State, like, for example, our football coach, the first time around, he had a ton of energy, but by the second time around, after coming from Oregon State and. I don't think he was even really campaigning for the job. He was assistant at Utah and, and didn't have the energy. So let's let's just hope Craig Smith can keep that energy because it it might be a little bit of a different ballgame with Utah. Um, so hopefully mm-hmm. he's ready for that. But anyways, so my memory, um, so I I'm a big fan of the conference tournaments. I went to the Me as well. first, yeah. So so I, I went to the Thomas and Mack Center that, that that the where UNLV plays. That's where they have the mountain west tournament every year and actually it's funny the first year um last minute i just because the aggies made the championship on friday night and so i ran this race the saturday morning and last minute um we had some air miles and and my my wife and i saw that there were was a ticket that we could i I could fly and get there like right before tip off and so
1: no way my
0: air miles and just flew last minute and then so we won the championship that year and then the next year we planned it out a little more and and that was right before COVID hit, and that was when Sam Merrill hit the big shot. And so both of those years, it was fun, especially the second year. I'll get a little sentimental here. Um, afterwards, <laughs> um, Sam Merrill hit the shot. Everybody was emotional, and but then the post game interviews, like Craig Smith, kind of choked up, and he said, like, Sam Merrill is like everything in college athletes all about, like, and like, and, and I, I'm I'm glad that um, that Craig Smith got to coach with Sam Merrill because that's probably one of the biggest memories. I mean, this year was still good. We didn't quite get to cut down the nets,
1: um, mm-hmm.
0: but we still got to make a, have a, have a at large bid for a tournament, which is something that doesn't happen super often. Um, yeah. I, I wasn't too top-
1: sure. If, I wasn't too sure if they would make it or not this year, but it, it was cool to see them get in, especially as, as yeah. uh, at large.
0: Definitely. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, a, that's just my, my favorite one. And, I think there's a a couple other ones um, we'll talk about later about the the, the crowd surfing that that, that, that that's <laughs> definitely a fun story. Yeah, I was, that, they, I
1: was just gonna say that that sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, but that that's awesome that you were able to go like back to back years, go to like the conference championship games like that. That that's always just something awesome. I'm a huge advocate for the uh, conference tournament. It, like. Obviously, for the smaller divisions or smaller conferences, like, it means a bunch because that's how you get in. But even with the bigger colleges, like, I think it's buff, Like, it's just – it's important. It's fun. It's always competitive. It's fun to see, like, even underdogs make the run because a lot of times those lower – or those higher seeds, whichever ones you want to call it, uh, the underdog teams, like, that's their tournament because they don't – they know for the most part, like, unless they win, the whole thing, they're not going to make the March like March Madness NCAA tournament. So it just seems all those teams give it their all, and it, it's awesome. So I'm a huge advocate for it as well. So that's great you could see it in person. Uh, and so I guess we'll – speaking of conferences, we'll kind of switch back to the Pac-12. Is he the man to bring Utah to I, – I kind of put backs being a force, but, I mean, I guess let's say to being a force in the Pac-12, because they should be – in my opinion, at least, like, a top-four team, because like, they've been that in the past. So it, it's just a man to bring some greatness back to Utah.
0: Yeah, that's interesting kind of how you define it. So you're you're saying top-four. Um, I, well,
1: I was going to say, uh, like, a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so let, let's see. So, I mean, e- e- even Larry K. I I think one year he they got to the championship. One thing that's kind of disappointing about the Utes Athletics, at least, you know, I mean, the Pac-12 Conference of Champions, they're really great. The Olympic sports, like the youths have the the Red Rocks, the, the gymnastics is awesome, but, uh-huh. I mean, the, the, the football has been the South Division Champs a couple of times. Um, basketball has made it to the championship game of the Conference Tournament, but, um, I don't think they've had a regular season, like overall cha- championship and, in, in, or a conference, like, championship in no, football they have not. So.
1: And that was going to be kind of the follow-up with uh, being a four-show. You know, can they get back to being that, like, kind of top three, top four team? But then also, can he get their first conference championship? Yeah.
0: And, I mean, in basketball, that's maybe not as important because, like, um, for football, you probably have to be, like, one of the –
1: Oh, you're yeah.
0: probably the top team in the Pac-12, maybe lose one, maybe zero games. To, re- to really mar- cement yourself in the in the playoff, but for talking about basketball, you I mean you can be like Oregon and and kind of stink during the regular season, and then make a run, and then next thing you know, you're in the Sweet 16. Um, so, so I I guess to answer your question, I think he can. It's just kind of jury's still out. I mean, I know there's probably some some, some Aggie fans might want to see him. Fail, but like I, I don't want to see him fail. Like, like I, when it comes to that, like I think anything with the, with the in-state in is great. And now, now if we ever um start to schedule each other again, then, then then yeah, I'd I'd hope that aggies can take care of business. But <laughs> he can lose never. that one
1: time, I guess.
0: <laughs> but but I, I think for that to happen, I mean, it's gonna it might take a couple of years because I think if it happened this year, like. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the spectrum on TV, but in the heydays, if you just go and Google some of the the crazy days of the spectrum, like, 10, 10 years ago, and even the last couple of years, it's gotten back as we've won more. Um, it's crazy, but, it's, like, if you can imagine, like, LeBron going back to Cleveland right after he left Miami, or when Gordon Hayward came, I mean, his was a little delayed because he got injured, but, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, like when KD came back to OKC after he joined Golden State, like, like there, there would definitely be some booing in Logan if that happened. But I guess back to your point, I, I think he can be um, top four. I don't know if it'll happen all at once. I mean, we'll talk about some of the transfers. I think he's gotten some nice guys, but I don't mm-hmm. know if he's made a big splash yet. And and I mean, we we heard the same story. Like he he was kind of a no name guy before and so there was maybe some disappointment or some questioning on the Aggie side like oh who's this guy like how can he do it but credit to John Hartwell like I think he was a really great athletic director made a good decision and Mark Harlan um seems like a good guy for the job and uh, I think he made a good choice I know that they were looking at some guys with MBA experience um but it's a little bit hard to ask someone in the nba to step down because i mean they're looking to kind of cement their jobs as as a coach in the nba someday so, so Vincent, um and then johnny bryant sorry sorry about that utes but you know what you guys got a good one in craig smith so um i i will make a prediction right now i i will say so you know the last couple of years the Utes haven't really been in any sort of tournament and Craig Smith has lived on the bubble the last couple of years in Utah State. He's been, oh yeah, he, he, he's been really good, but I mean, he hasn't just gotten the at-large like top ten in the nation. Like he's had to work at it because you get one bad loss against UNLV, and then that kind of ruins your um, chance at, at an at-large. Like like if you have you can have one bad loss, but maybe not a lot. So I'm gonna predict he's either gonna be one of the last four teams in, or one of the first four teams out and make a NIT run, which, NIT, I mean, I know people, they it, say, but it's, it's better than what the Utes have had in the last little while, but let's just cross our fingers we'll have the Utes and Aggies and, and dare I say it, maybe BYU or, or Weber State. Nah, we can it, leave them out. <laughs> but yeah, at least a, a couple, it's nice for the state when we have have a, at least a couple of bids, and, and, and the Utes um, haven't been a bid for a while, but but since 2016, so so we'll it'll be nice to see them in the tournament. So let's let's cross our fingers that we they can be on the right side of the, the bubble, or maybe they'll shock us and be the number one team. But I mean, we're just making baby steps. We don't want to like predict too much, so we can meet, we can surpass our expectations, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely might take a bit. But one of the things about Coach Smith as well is like he's a winner. He's won everywhere. He's gone. I've seen a couple articles just showing, like, his record, like, before he was at, like, South Dakota then before he was at Utah State to, like, what he brought. So, yes, it, it will take some time. But I, I think that's a fair prediction of optimistic for sure. But because college basketball as a whole is just going to be crazy with this whole transfer portal – wow, transfer portal thing that we'll talk about in a little bit because it's – We'll see. But, yeah, I think that's fair, you know, because he's going to win. Like, he's going to have some success. It might not all come at once because, I mean, it, it takes some time, especially playing with with the Conference of Champions. Uh, but I guess uh, we'll just a couple more questions. Uh, what do you think – I think we agree on this one because I know I've kind of touched on this before in some other podcasts. But what do you think is main priority? Like, are you got the job now. He's kind of does the press conferences like what's he got to do? Like what's the main priority? Where should his focus be?
0: Um, I think kind of just um put his blueprint on the program. I know that one one thing I read, and this might just be talk from fans, is that at, at Utah there is a lot of pressure to win, and and maybe he might feel like he has to do or say certain things to um, impress like donors or or different people in the university, but. I, I I just hope that like that doesn't take away from who he is as a person because I mean he, I I hope he just keeps that energy and 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 keeps doing what he's doing. Um, so re- recruiting is a big thing. I think recruiting actually helped him a lot, and it's going to get a little more mm-hmm. challenging in the Pac-12. I mean, um, for sure, my, my Arizona Wildcats. You know the the U of Pay as some people call. It. I mean I, I, Craig Smith. A, a, He's got a lot of integrity, so I don't see him doing anything um, crazy like what some of those universities
1: are <laughs> oh, yeah, under, no. under the table. <laughs>
0: um, so I, if, if he just employs the same strategies that he used to, like, for example, Neneas Keita is probably the best recruit that he could have got because you got your rim protector and, and Keita has um, built, like, an NBA game. Like, just some of his post moves mm-hmm. look pretty nice, and he got a little jump shot, and and so if he if Craig Smith can get another guy like that and coach him up, um I think I think you can be like a great coach in a smaller conference and, and that helps a lot. Like coaching helps, but I, I think it's even more important in a conference at the Pac twelve to get those four or five star level guys. because, um, I mean he has a great coaching staff around him. Um, but I think he's got to get a couple more big splashes not not to diss like some of these Mountain West transfers that we'll talk about but I mean he he I I hope that he gets at least one like solid guy not not that you can only be solid if you're in a power conference but like just somebody with a little more stars on 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 their resume I know that I mean uh one, one one person he lost the transfer portal I mean that's what new coaches will always have to deal with but I mean, Timmy Allen to Texas, that, that, yep. so they, they kind of, they kind of need another person of his caliber because he was like the, the star of, of the team. So, so yeah, so yeah, we'll see what happens. But, I, I, but yeah, I'm just looking for him to make a, a couple of big splashes. I mean, not saying that he can't win with the guys that he's currently got, but, but there's still, still a little bit of work to be done in Salt Lake City to, uh, on the recruiting end. And then, and, cause I know, we know he can coach, right? But yeah, but it just, so oh, yeah. One question is, can he recruit? And, and he's, he seems like positive that he can. And he's like, we have, he even said, like, we have the facilities, we have everything. And, and I mean, he kind of, um, uh, as much as I love seeing him in blue, I mean, he was in red, um, at South Dakota. And I think he's, he's always, like, had a thing for the, the red, the, the, the running Utes because he said, like, the first, he said in the press conference that the first, um, championship he saw um, uh, when he was just a young guy in his 20s was 1998 when the youths went runner-up um, so I think he's always kind of had a vision of oh m- maybe he'd like to build the youth into a powerhouse again and maybe make a run out of championship again so so it'll be cool to see but yeah first he's he's got to recruit and compete and like you said the conference of champions <laughs>
1: Yeah, I agree with you 100% on that the recruiting aspect is going to be huge. Uh but last kind of question then we'll get into all this transfer portal stuff, try to try to organize it and keep it uh, nice and clean and concise for you guys cuz it's it's wild. Uh but just kind of any fun facts, weird weird stats, anything else that you fans should know about him?
0: Yeah, so um, one thing I thought was was funny, like I mentioned earlier, is a little bit is the crowd yeah. surfing. And in, in, in the initial interview, he he was talking about how, well, I want to go out and start crowd surfing in the herd and stuff. And I noticed he didn't say that in, in the, in the youth this time, but I know he <laughs> he was saying about how he he hopes the must um, the that 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 the, the youth student section the must will start rocking as well. Um, I know, like it, it is a little bit of a running joke, but among USU and BYU fans. But, but, um, it actually, in, in an article, it said that, so, I mean, the attendance was so low just because, I mean, the program was down that, that they curtain curtain off some of the, this, the seating. So we gotta pull back the curtain and and, and the, it, it, if Craig Smith starts winning, I mean, I know the youth are more of a football program right now, but if he starts winning, that they can they can become a basketball program. Pull back that curtain and and put um, some fans in the stands and it'd be awesome to see that because I I love what, turning on a U a Utah football game. Um, I mean this year has been a little different with COVID but in the past like like you especially if you turn on the Holy War like blue versus red like in Salt Lake City um, a couple of years ago they, the youths were just roaring especially I think they were down 20 to zero the last time they played in. And Rice Eccles, um to BYU, and then they they came back, and it was just crazy. To, it's been crazy to watch some of those games, but um, so yeah, back to Craig Smith. So the, the crowd surfing is a big one. Um, yeah, we definitely want to have a crowd to do that because um, one of my April Fools' jokes a, a couple years ago, I <laughs> I was I was joking. I was saying that I uh, I made an article that just said that he injured himself while crowd surfing because I mean he'd already done. He actually crowd surfed after we beat ranked Nevada team so I was just saying that he was crowd surfing at the final four or something around April 1st but um, yeah he'll definitely um, we got got to get a crowd there crowd and that's going to be an issue
1: yeah Uh, I don't think it will eventually especially if they start getting some wins but yeah that's definitely fun that's the kind of energy that you want from your head coach the guy that's going to get out there be super interactive, super active, and like with the fans and with everyone there, I'm just ready for, you know, a nice packed stadium again, anywhere in the country, uh, definitely uh, in Salt Lake City as well. Let's, all right, let's let's get into, I feel a lot better about my knowledge with Craig Smith, so I appreciate that, Uh, but let's let's get into the transfer portal. I'll let you start off with these first three guys, because once again, you'll know more about them than me and I I teach me a thing or two about these guys. Okay. Yeah, so
0: one guy that you you guys know you're gonna get and he's um so a lot of the Aggie news outlets have kind of hinted that I mean R- R- Raleigh Wooster, I think that, that that's how you pronounce it and pronunciation guide, but it's spelled like Rolly W R R, R- O L L I E and then yeah, Worster. Wooster Wor- 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 <laughs> Yeah, it's spelled Worcester. <laughs> Worcester. Like, but he's gonna be the best, year of the best, right? But
1: oh um, yeah,
0: he is actually like with Montana's Mister Basketball. So I mean, I know Montana is a small state, but um, so so he's a big deal there. And and I think originally he was planning on maybe going to South Dakota, um, where Craig Smith was at. But then when Craig Smith made the the switch to Utah State, then he he's been a big craig smith guy since day one so so when craig smith made the move and then immediately after that um raleigh declared himself in the transfer portal like we had a kind of a good idea of where he's going so he'll be wearing the ute red and i mean he had a nice uh nice season he he started off on fire like uh, um i thought he could could have been a dark horse candidate for freshman of of the of of the year in, in the mountain west but um he, he slowed down a little bit. Like it seems like later in the season, he he had like, some injuries near the end. Like he had like a leg, a calf injury. So um, look for him once he's all healthy to be a, a nice addition. I mean, uh, so so that that that's one that the youths can be excited about. And I don't know if he alone, if he's the best player on the team. I don't know if you're gonna win a championship. And to, I mean, w- once he's a junior or senior, yeah, he could develop into that. But he's still. Be an underclassman as a sophomore, um, but yeah, I mean, other guys. Things,
1: say, that's one of the things I like about him because I I did a little bit of research on him and just the like fact that he was a freshman last year. So yes, he's transferring, but a lot of the transfers that you see, they they maybe only have one year, maybe two years with the program, but he's he's got at least three. So it's it's pretty exciting to see him, especially if he has that relationship with the new coach.
0: Yeah, and and him in the backcourt court with. Um, I'm trying. I, I'm drawing a blank here. He actually he played. The, so the point guard, the, the little guy, he he played for actually Logan High School his freshman year, and then he, um, oh yeah, Ryland Jones. So so him in the backcourt, Ryland Jones. That that'd be cool to see. Um, I think he he can make some noise there. Um, but but yeah, like you said, the grad transfers. So we have two that declares themselves and. Eligible for the portal, um, Alfonso Anderson and Marco Anthony. And Alfonso Anderson, he's a nice like three guy, um, like a three and B. Like like he he's a, a would be a good small forward, I, I think if if he decides to go to Utah. I know he could end up somewhere else, but um, he he's been a nice guy off the bench for us. So I'd assume that he'd be um, just a good guy for depth for the Utes. Um, Marco Anthony, I think he could. Maybe battle with Rylan Jones for starting guard if he decides to go to the U, or he could go somewhere else. But he actually won a championship at Virginia, and he, it's interesting. He didn't really, he wasn't really much of a defense guy. But if you go to the University of Virginia, that's one thing you have to learn how to do oh yeah, that's how that's how they've won. That's how they've won championships, and I mean their lack of shooting made them lose to um, the Aggies' current coach, the UMBC um coach um oh yeah and so and so, so that's a fun little tie in there but um so m- marco anthony m- maybe that's why he's you know m- moving on because he has a little still has a little bit of uh, nightmares there i mean he was in the there <laughs> yeah but i mean those Love are that. some good guys to keep an eye on i i've kept a close tab i mean as we're recording this on a thursday um, is when I saw that Raleigh was confirmed to be going to the Utes. So, so we'll 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 keep looking. By the time you hear this, Saturday maybe these other um, Aggie transfers will have decided if they're if they're going to join Craig Smith or not. But we'll keep our eyes on those.
1: Yeah, it can happen fast, and it has been crazy. I know I've had a hard time just keeping up with. I mean, keeping up with Utah was just keeping up with teams in general. I know the SEC is mopping up a lot of guys and just literally every team like this offseason has been crazy. I, I really love it, honestly, just because there's so much action. This is like kind of a slower, if you want to call it, kind of sports period because we have kind of the NBA. We, we have some hockey, baseball starting up. So, like, there's still stuff, but there's no – it's all, like, kind of middle of the season stuff. So, there's no, like, championships, especially after coming off of March Madness, the Masters, like – all these like big sporting events and now it's just, so there's a bit of a lull. So just getting all this info and action and breaking news, it, it's pretty exciting. Uh, but what hasn't been very exciting, uh, we kind of touched on him earlier. The next guy to talk about just for a little bit is Timmy Allen. Uh, it, it would have been tough to get him back, but I try to stay as optimistic as, optimistic as I could. Uh, He is now going to Texas with Chris Beard, their new coach. I mean, Chris Beard has been kind of killing it in Texas already. He's gotten a lot of Texas Tech guys to go join him in Texas. And so Texas might be a team to kind of watch out for, even though they haven't been much of a basketball team, even though they did go on a run and win the Big 12. But I don't want to link where uh, Timmy Allen's are you ready for it? Um, I'm I'm ready. All
0: right. Texas, we're back.
1: Like, like, isn't that with
0: the football? That, that, yeah, that's, that's what well, I, I mean. I thought the,
1: is, yeah. is Texas back? That's the question. You've got to yeah, ask it every I mean, year, every sport. <laughs> I
0: mean, ever since, yeah, their, their quarterback said that. But then, I mean, they haven't really been back since then because they've kind of struggled since they had that Sugar Bowl oh, yeah. win. But, but so, so maybe we'll, we'll, if I'm a Texas fan, maybe I'm pumping the brakes to say to say we're we're back and until and, and so Chris Beard gets going, and, and maybe it'll be a bas- more of a basketball school again, kind of like they were with KD. So
1: definitely that that's a possibility. That's why I was like, yeah, you know, you, yeah, I had to throw that in there as well because it's, it it's funny, it's very memeable, so I love that. Um, but going to the next guy, this is the guy I'm very excited about. He's kind of the biggest signing. So far, and that's David Jenkins Jr. Uh, from UNLV. He, we talked the youth to put up points. They lost Timmy Allen, who was kind of their go to guy when they needed a shot, needed a moment. And that's what this guy is. He's a scorer. I don't know if he's quite as talented as Timmy Allen, but he averaged almost 15 points a game. And he comes to the program with a ton of experience. He is 22 now. He played at uh, South Dakota State. Then UNLV and now he's coming to Utah. He's got experience with uh, Slocum. He was a coach at UNLV. That's one of the guys that uh, Craig Smith brought on. So there's a lot of reasons why I'm kind of excited for David Jenkins to uh, be in the backcourt for the youth this next season.
0: Yeah, he'll be he'll be a good one. We've been on. I mean, Craig Smith's coached against him now. You know, they'll be on the on, <laughs> yeah, on the yeah. He, he side, put up some games against together. them too.
1: Yeah. Some games um. Them. Before you
0: get to your next ones, I just I I, I want to say like while while the youths are maybe getting some Aggies, um, I I guess it works both ways because we're um the Aggies are actually starting to to get some transfers from from the former coaches um, from the coaches former school the UMBC. So, um, I hope we're not a 16 team next year, but it, it'll be fun to to get some of those guys that play for UMBC on the Aggies, but. That's enough on, on the Aggies, we can get back to the youth the transfer portal now.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's kind of a fun, like, athlete. I'm kind of glad you brought that up because, I mean, that will be fun. It's always fun to mention UMBC. But then it's just the fact that now that the transfer portal is becoming what it is and because like, coaches leaving has never – that's not new. That happens all the time. But now we're seeing just a bunch of players just staying loyal to that coach that recruited them. Of which makes sense, but it's just crazy because they're just going like that. Like, you see all the time uh, kind of another thing that's growing, and I'll, I'll kind of skip down my list a little bit, but, like, the whole Ian Martinez situation, hit. Uh, Larry K, like, brought him, like, helped recruit him and brought his dad on the staff. I was very upset when I found out that Ian Martinez, uh, like, went to the treasure portal because he was so much fun to watch last year and really provided a spark, but uh, I mean, with the new coaching staff, they didn't see uh, Ian Martinez's dad. I forget his first name off the top of my head, but he they didn't see him as a fit. So, the dad's not there anymore, so obviously you're going to lose Ian Martinez. Uh, so, it's just kind of interesting to see some of those trends and kind of loyalty because when you think transfer portal, you don't really think loyalty because you're like, okay, these guys are leaving. But, like, really a lot of the time it's, they're going to stay true to their coach or – to their parent who was on the staff. So a lot of interesting yeah. kind of... Henry activities. Martinez is his,
0: his dad's name.
1: Yep, Henry Martinez. I knew that. I knew if I heard it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so it's, just, it, it's interesting. It's kind of new and developing, so it's it's a lot of fun to try to follow and track it, even though it can be difficult <laughs> at times. Uh, but going to the next guy, uh, this is just a fun one. Uh, I don't know if you got Painter Groves, like America's Sweetheart from Eastern Washington. Uh, just, I wish they would have upset Kansas. That was actually one of my upset picks on my bracket. and They they made it close, but couldn't do it. The Groves brothers were awesome to watch. Uh, he put a graphic out there either yesterday or two days ago, I guess a few days ago now that you're listening on Saturday, uh, of him. And I think there were like 24 schools, something like that. It was just a graphic of him and all these different logos. It wasn't all the teams that offered them. But it was all the teams that have contacted them, and the Utah Youth logo was right there, right next to him, kind of right in the middle of the graphic. So that that just be kind of fun, you know, Eastern Washington, like he's he's kind of on the like on the western side, like so geographically, it might make sense. Like that, that's just kind of a dream, kind of a fun one, I think, uh, just because of that. But no idea where he's going to go when he's going to make a decision. But had to throw him on there because he threw Utah on there. They've contacted them. I think, I think uh, Coach Smith just needs to go and get Tanner Groves.
0: Yeah, definitely. And that definitely, and that's funny you mentioned about Eastern Washington and, and Kansas. Because I'm like thinking, you, you know, you're from Missouri, so I wonder how many um, Mizzou fans pick pick that as an upset. You know, just out of habit, <laughs> like you, you know, you don't like a team, so you 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 pick a pick, pick an upset. Like for example, though, I think I I, I picked. Syracuse, and a couple of my brackets to upset San Diego State and, and ended up being right there. But,
1: <laughs> yeah, I uh, think yeah. that one too. <laughs> but, yeah, that it, it's fun. And, there's yeah, the, that happens a lot. But there was a lot that went into it. You know, Bill Self uh, March Madness record isn't the best. And uh, they were just coming off COVID. And Ethan Washington, like, was looking red hot. And I didn't even know about the Groves brothers at that point. Then I saw them, and it was like, yep just for that, just for the looks, just for the memes, that's that's all we need. But uh so had to throw him on this list. And uh the last guy we uh we just got him. I saw and, I mean I'm sure we're gonna have to come with a new list again by Saturday for you guys. But uh, Gabe Madsen, uh from Cincinnati. Uh he only played in two games with Cincy. Uh he's a forward, don't know a ton about him. Since he did just play those two games before he opted out for COVID, but another uh, guy, probably a nice depth piece. Uh, so Gabe Madsen is now uh, the newest running U. so that's exciting. Just throwing another name out there.
0: Yeah, that that, that looks exciting too. That was one I I hadn't heard of, but um, it looks yeah, I like, it, like I mean Cincinnati is the <laughs> Cincinnati's a a, a respectable. Um, mid major, like kind of borderline, um, between mid major and power there. Um, and, and yeah, they've, they, they, they were powerhouse and I think they're coaching now at, at coaching at UCLA. So, yeah, bringing that yep. um, talent from the American Conference up, out west. Um, cause we, we do need to get the Western Con, the, not the Western Conference, not them, this is not the NBA, but the, the <laughs> West Coast to to re- represent a little bit, you know, there's a little bit of an e- east coast bias, and mm-hmm. sometimes they say in 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 football, and maybe like a southeast. I mean, that's kind of where you're from in, in football, which deservedly so. They they win a lot um, with with Alabama, um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean Gonzaga was so close. I know maybe some Utah fans might be happy about that, just because you know they're um, fans of. Um, but, but, but I mean, but not all of them. But but yeah, some of them. I mean, they don't like a lot of them. Don't like BYU and and Gonzaga's in that conference. And I mean UCLA was close to upsetting Gonzaga. But I guess yeah. My my point is is hopefully with some of this ta- East Coast talent coming out west, that like some of these coaches are coming from. Like, like Craig Smith was originally a, a Midwest guy, and we have Ryan Odom coming to the Aggies from like Maryland. So and and, and I mean this player you mentioned um Gabe Manson so we can get this east coast talent out out here and not just i mean cause, i mean we have talent out here out west but i feel like oh yeah i mean pulling out i mean really Worcester, Raleigh wooster he's he's a talent and and it's cool to find like a the needle in the haystack out in in montana but but it is nice to find some of these big name players from big big cities out, out east i mean and then they can experience the beautiful um Wasatch Mountains out here in, in Utah and, and Zach, yeah, you'll have to come out sometime and see the mountains and come to some youth games out here.
1: I've been waiting. I am so ready to just go road tripping and go out on vacation. Like Utah is way up on my list to go. Like I just see pictures and I've already talked to my girlfriend about it, my brother about it. I'm like, we just gotta go.
0: Like
1: I I'm just so ready. Uh when a few years ago when uh, my, alma, my alma mater, SEMA, when they played uh, uh, Weaver State, like, in the playoffs, Weaver State hosted because they were, like, the two seeds in the tournament. And, like, I, I used to be a manager for the football team. I wasn't that year. Um, but just a bunch of my buddies that were still, like, managers for them, they all went out there and just seen the pictures of the Weaver State Stadium and then just all the mountains in the background. Like, that, like that's a – picture like that's insane so yeah i definitely need to get out to utah i'm i'm ready
0: yeah yeah make sure you stay a couple days to get used to the elevation because it might <laughs> it might 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 take a while at first but but yeah it, it, it'll be fun um definitely when it's good weather unless i mean you if, if you want to go skiing you can always come in the in the winter but yeah but yeah it, um and then that that's when basketball will be in full swing but for football yeah definitely like some of those non-conference games. I know like Missouri has scheduled BYU. I think this last year they were supposed to play each other. Yeah.
1: Games. Yeah. They were COVID supposed
0: happened. to play. And they've played, I think they actually played an Arrowhead a couple of years ago, but, and the Utes, like you said, in a couple, I think the last time I was on the podcast, we talked about some of the, the new, um, SEC programs that they're having a series with, like I think Arkansas and Florida. Yep. So so they'll be making the trip out there and, who knows, Missouri or one of those SEC ones, have a non-conference out in Salt Lake.
1: That would be a fun time to, to come out as well. No, for sure. We will be in touch with that. But that will wrap up the show. Daniel, thank you so much for coming on and you know answering his questions, talking transfer portal. It, it's been crazy. I've said that a bunch already this episode, but it's true. Uh, so be sure to subscribe, comment, rate us five stars, follow on social media. You know the drill. Uh, But once again, that'll do it. Thank you so much for listening and go Utes. Go Utes.
0: you <laughs>